0: You are listening to the American Truth Project podcast. We're back. This is America Trends. I'm Barry Nussbaum filling in tonight for Dr. G. Please go vote in our poll. I keep asking you because this is a really important poll question. Was the FBI correct in not asking to indict Hillary? Go vote in that poll at U2America.com or use the U2America app available now for Apple and Android devices, download it now, if you don't already have it. Okay, the protests that are erupting across the country are dangerous, they're deadly, but you may not know that they're also hurting the economy. How? People are afraid to go out to dinner, to the movies, to the store. And my next guest is here to tell us all about that. He's Brian Crabtree. Brian is a contributor to Town Hall, Hall, a radio broadcaster at Atlanta biz 1190. Brian, welcome to the show.
1: Great to be here.
0: Good to have you. So you've said, Brian, that problems in the black community are rooted in the horrific economy. Sorry, (laughs) the horrific economies, not police brutality. Can you tell us what that means?
1: Um, yeah, I've been talking about this all week on my radio show, which is basically that, uh, you know, if you if you look at what's happening in the inner city and in cities like Atlanta, but cities all over the country. Chicago is a good example. Um, people are living in a very rough environment. And the, the problem is, is when you go into the inner city, the predominant population in the inner city, they're great people. They are living a life. They're just struggling. They, they don't have jobs. They are, are working really hard trying to get out of welfare and food stamps and government assistance but when they when they make a little progress the government penalizes them. And then inside that environment you've got maybe 2%, 3% of the population, they're deviant people, they're committing crimes, they're dealing hard drugs, they're robbing and and you've got the police are paying attention to this high crime rate in those areas. So if you look in the suburbs where affluent America is, which is predominantly not African American, what you end up having is the police aren't as vigilant there. So people get away with basic crimes there, whereas there's, they call it profiling, but it's really profiling the community, the geography where these people are. And so when I look at it, it's a cultural problem more than it's a racial problem. Is there an undercurrent of racial issues and tension? Absolutely. But I think our culture is such that we've set it up for people to fail and to be stuck in generational poverty in the inner city and it's the crime that results from that that's attracting the attention of the police and and people make mistakes they do things and they get in trouble in the inner city where in the suburbs perhaps those folks get away with it
0: so brian let's talk specifics are these protests hurting the pocketbook of the business people is it is it really getting into the economy and is that effect dramatic at this point
1: it, it has been dramatic here in Atlanta this week. I can't speak to the rest of the country. I presume it's the same in every city where there's been a lot of protests. We had five days in a row of protests. The tallest hotel in the Western Hemisphere is the Western Peachtree in downtown Atlanta. It's 72 stories. That's a big population of people. It's got a very popular restaurant at the top. The protests blocked the street to that hotel, which is just down from Phillips Arena and the Georgia Dome, where it's kind of the heart of activity and entertainment in downtown Atlanta. They blocked those streets on Friday and Saturday night. They blocked them Thursday night, uh, which was not as busy of a night. And I'm looking around going, there's something about this that doesn't make sense. They're not arresting people for blocking the streets. They're allowing them to kind of go radical and rogue in our city. Then it came my way. I live in Buckhead, which uh, is known as an affluent part of metro Atlanta. It's not completely affluent, but it's a really nice area, and it's got some of the most uh, popular shopping and dining in all of the metropolitan Atlanta area. And they decided to protest at what's called Lenox Square Mall. Uh, From my condo, I could look across probably half a dozen restaurant parking lots from our balcony that evening. Normally, those uh, parking lots are half to three quarters full on Monday night. This past uh, Monday, they were empty. One restaurant, very popular, called Maggiano's, had two cars in the parking lot. Uh, I did some quick math. Just in one mile of my residence, it, I, 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 this is anecdotal, it's, I, it's, not, it's not scientific, it cost those businesses at least $250,000 in restaurant business that night alone, and that doesn't even stretch it out as far as they as they, Okay, Brian,
0: okay, so two important follow-up questions at this point. Did you think the economic impact, which probably nationwide is in the significant millions at this point, A, is it intentional? And B, why are the police being so permissive to allow this to happen? Freeways are being shut down in numerous cities. Businesses are being blocked off. Uh, significant celebrations are being disrupted to the point of economic huge losses by the people that have nothing to do with any of this other than they happen to have a business where the protests are blocking traffic from coming so let's start with question number one do you think the economic disruption is part of the plan
1: i, I don't think so i i think the plan is you've got a bunch of disorganized people who have some legitimate and illegitimate complaints they want to be heard and they don't know how to get heard. so what they do is they go rogue or radical. What they're not understanding is that's harming the community around them, thus harming their cause and dividing people further, moving people away from their cause, not bringing people into it. Uh, We had a situation, I'd call it hostage taking. They made a march from the restaurant area, the mall shopping area that I just described all the way down Peachtree Road, turned down the street where the governor's mansion for the state of Georgia is, stood out in the road. They ended up having to shut down the road got on a bullhorn and said, we need food, we need water, and we're not leaving until the mayor, Mayor Reed in Atlanta and the police chief show up and, and, and let us be heard. Within that, there were two different factions, those that were arguing for peace and those that were arguing for whatever it takes. I called it hostage taking. They took the city hostage. They didn't care what damage it caused, they wanted to be heard over and over. So the mayor at 11 o'clock at night and the police chief in Atlanta, George Turner, shows up um, in the middle of the street, which is now closed. It's a fairly major thoroughfare with a pretty good traffic count. People can't get to and from where they're going and speaks to these people. Now, the, the conversation that ensued was, was uplifting and productive. Bottom line is people trying to get to and from their homes had to take the long route because these folks decided without a permit to shut down a major street in Atlanta. To me, that sounded and seemed like hostage-taking.
0: All right, so let's go back to question number two. Where's the permissiveness in the police coming from? Why are they being allowed, they being these guys that are disrupting the normal world, the normal social strata, allowed to do this? They're obviously breaking the law.
1: Um, I think they're afraid politically afraid you've got a mayor you've got a police chief appointed by the mayor they're afraid and I think this is the case in every country and in every city in the country um and on top of that they know that if they push in as they did in Baton Rouge they end up arresting 40 people and then the media seems to turn on the police in that situation and the police were simply saying you're not gonna block the streets you're gonna stay on the sidewalks you're gonna protest legally you're not gonna protest illegally quick story There's a uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, there was a young child uh, uh, stuck on a bridge in a car with his family. He had a medical event. Now, the the traffic backup was a result of the protest in Memphis. And we're we're, uh,
0: we're about out of time. Bottom line, is it going to get better or is it going to stay like this?
1: Real quick. It's going to keep happening. Uh, Until something big happens and we all wake up and realize what damage we're causing to ourselves.
0: Oh boy, it's going to be a hot summer if you're right, and I hope you're wrong. I'll tell you something. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org. And subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.